Hello, welcome back to Walk the Cinema Podcast, and today we have an episode that's going to make it really hard on us not to start singing, because we're going to be talking about Grease. But first, a word from our sponsor. So, Grease. Yes. It's probably one of our favorite musicals, if not our favorite musical. Obviously. (laughs) Which, if you haven't seen Grease, it's from the 70s, about a 50s high school Mm-hmm. And it's called Grease because it follows a group of greasers mm-hmm. that slick their hair back and wear leather jackets and work on their cars. And they're like tough guys and mm-hmm. tough mm-hmm. gals, too, you know? It's a group of ladies, the pink ladies. Yeah. And uh, it's about a summer romance that turns... Musical. Musical, but also after the summer romance... Uh, they kind of come back together to meet again at the at a high at the high school. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a meme movie. Mm-hmm. Really, a lot of people think it's kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. But if you sit down and you watch it, it's actually really fun. It's so much fun. Yeah, we wa- we we have this on VHS DVD. We've seen it on an airplane. Mm-hmm. No one can stop us. <laughs> It's just such a good movie, and if you're a fan of other musicals or other, you know, high school kind of dramas, mm-hmm. you know, I can see the inspiration that High School Musical took from from Greece and yeah, you know, other things like that because it's kind of similar story where they like have a chance meeting where our main characters, Danny Zuko, and Olivia Newton John's character Sandy. They had met and had a summer romance, and they had to end it because they thought that they were never going to see each other again because Sandy lived in Australia and she was moving back there. Um, But then they do come across each other at their school, and it's kind of a story of them trying to figure out how to be together when the people around them, I guess, are kind of influencing their behavior. Yeah, but does that matter? We're here for the music, and the music is great iconic all the songs just hit different yeah i'd say that the opening song mm-hmm. grease um is so funky <laughs> yeah because you want to be told more yeah and it's i listen to that song sometimes without <laughs> watching the movie so it's kind of like i think a lot of them he has a lot of individual musics that individual songs that on their own are better than the best song in a lot of musicals i'd say that's somewhat valid you know there's just so many hits on there yeah yeah it's amazing (laughs) the story ends up not mattering all that much i mean yeah but it's still kind of worthy of talking about it's funny Mm -hmm. it has its little I don't know, I guess they're stereotypical type moments, but they play into the joke of them being stereotypical sometimes. Yeah, and I think it's also kind of funny that, you know, this takes place in high school and a majority of the actors are like 30 plus. Yeah, that's what a lot of people talk about. Yeah. That it's a high school film with a lot of old people, really. Yeah. People that have been out of college for a long time. Yeah. But uh, we have some pretty iconic people that play our leads we have olivia newton john and john John travolta Travolta in his one of his earlier roles 
One of his more important roles. Yeah. Is before he kind of fell off the Hollywood mm-hmm. circle, you know. People loved him, you know. He was a kind of a heartthrob, a little bit. Oh, yeah. He had the slick back hair. Yeah. <laughs> but we meet, like, other characters. I feel like a fan favorite that I know of is Rizzo. Rizzo, yeah. She's the kind of the leader. Yeah, she's kind of the leader of the Pink Ladies, but she's kind of tough. Um, and a little bit loose in the 50 standards, yeah. which they kind of mention. She might have been pregnant. You know, so she had one, at one point had a thing with Danny, but now has uh, a thing with Kaniki. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they talk about how... Or she tried to she tried to goad Zuko into, you know, saying something, and he was like, "He can have my sloppy seconds. I don't care." My favorite is Frenchie. Yeah, Frenchie's a good character. The beauty school dropout Frenchie. She's the only one that shows up in the sequel. That was a huge bomb. Yeah. God, I love the sequel too. But we're not talking about that. Yeah, she's. She's like the nicest one out of the pink lady. She's the one that brings Sandy to her group of friends and kind of introduces her because she's the new girl and she doesn't have any friends. So, you know, Frenchie's kind of like the good angel. And I'd say Rizzo's kind of the bad angel when it comes to that because it feels like she's trying to, to hurt Sandy in certain ways, which I feel like Rizzo might be the most interesting character. In the movie, because I feel like her motivation for things is a little bit more complex than everybody else's. Like, everybody else seems kind of static. Somewhat. I, th- I think that plays into the high school environment. Maybe. Like, you have, yeah, you have Danny that's like, he, he's he's one person with Sandy. Like, he's kind of romantic and... Yeah, without his boys looking at him, he's completely different. But then yeah. he acts differently when he ha- wants to impress his friends because he's the cool guy at school. Mm-hmm. And he wants to keep that up. Exactly. And so, you know, we have that, I guess, going for the character. But with Rizzo, she's like, she's kind of mean to her friends, I'd say. She's a little mean, but I don't think she's a bad person. No, I don't think she's a bad person, but I think it's because she feels like she's cast away, I guess, in some type of ways. Cast away. But you know what I mean? Like, she's not exactly an outcast, but she's not. I think she wishes she was more like Sandy, kind of. Yeah, I do get that feeling. Like, it doesn't say that so much in in the musical, but I feel like in the Sandra Dean, uh, Sandra D, sorry, uh, number that they perform, yeah. she's making fun of the way Sandy is because she's kind of innocent, um, proper. Yeah, they make fun of her being a virgin. Yeah, kind of like that kind of stuff. So it's like, but it's 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 done in a way that it makes me feel like she wishes she were more like that, but it's kind of too late for her now. Mm-hmm. But she's also trying to embrace 
the fact of who she is. You know what I mean? You really find Rizo complex. I You're do. focusing a lot on her. Yeah, because I just find her character interesting. Because I always... The, when I had first watched it or, you know, had first figured out what the plot line was. Because I think I knew about it, like, the plot line before I had actually watched it. It sounded like she was just an awful character. Like, an awful person to everybody. Mm-hmm. But once you watch it, you kind of see that she's just a little bit more complicated than that. Yeah. But we can talk about the music since that's pretty much the heart of the musical. Yeah. What's it's your... it's really good. Yeah. What's your favorite song? Well, I guess my favorite song is the the opening song, but I guess the best moment is at the end because they play back to back hits, mm-hmm. and then they fly away in their car. Yeah. Which do you know what that means? No. I, I mean, there's either. like the theories that Sandy died at the beginning of the movie because they meet because Danny saves her from drowning. Mm-hmm. And so people have taken that as like this is just her dream as she's dying, you know. Which I think is like, I feel like people are reading too much in it into it for that to be the case. You know, what I, I mean? think they just needed some to end it, and that's the best they could come up with. Yeah. But that in itself became pretty iconic. Yeah, there are some criticisms to this film. A lot of people think that the beauty school dropout song. It's pointless, which... It's mean. It's Yeah, but it's... it's. I don't, I don't know if it's pointless. It's definitely, it definitely doesn't really flow with the rest of the movie, but I it's, like it. it's I such care. a good song. It does come out of nowhere because it, it, it brings someone that's not in the main cast to sing the song. Yeah, and it's kind of Frenchie's hallucination, I guess. And she's smiling throughout it. Even though she's being offended to her face. Yeah, because she's a beauty school dropout. She didn't she didn't do well. Yeah, it's it's definitely a weird moment. Mm-hmm. But the movie's weird. Yeah. It is a musical. They're all weird. That's true. And then another criticism that I've seen about it just in general is at the end where they both change themselves to be who the other person wants. Yeah. You know? That's a pretty negative image to put out to kids yeah i would say i'd say it's a valid criticism because you have danny that tried to let her in a sport so that he could be a jock like how sandy wants how more along the lines of what sandy wants yeah and And she becomes more like what his group looks like with the leather jackets the blown out hair and she starts smoking yeah which you know bad but overall, uh, I don't think it's a great image to say you got to change for your partner, change your the way you are, the way you act, everything about you. Yeah, you're like kind of morals and values and stuff because but they are different. They you know? do like each other for who they are, and that's why they both try to change for each other. So I guess the heart is there. Yeah, I don't think it's intentionally trying to send a bad message, but I kind of understand why mm-hmm. people criticize it for it. You know. Yeah. But I don't think it really takes away from the I mean, movie. Again, the story doesn't really matter all that much to me. Yeah. Ma- I mean, the story's fine, but without the music, this this would be nothing. It would be an average high school drama at best. Yeah, and I feel like it's people recognize the, the music 
a lot. Yeah. Like, even if you haven't seen the movie. There's a lot of recognizable features about the movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's it keeps surviving in a climate where movies are very recyclable. Yeah. Greece will always stay here because you look at it and you know you know what it is. Yeah, and I, I do think it's, like, influenced more recent stuff, such as High School Musical. I, I remember watching High School Musical when it first came out when I was still in elementary school. It reminds me more of uh, George Lucas' first film, second film, The American Graffiti. Mm. Just the, the, the car influence in the 50s high schools where everyone wanted the cool car. That's yeah. why you get the song Grease Lightning. Song's a good song too. They're dreaming of the perfect car that would win them the street races they have with the other high school. Yeah, but there's a lot of there's also a lot of movies that kind of copy the imagery of Grease Lightning, where they're in that white room with the car mm. and they're dancing mm-hmm. and things. Like I've seen a lot of movies that have used the same type of imagery. Yeah. So it's like very. But that's a, uh, iconic to reference, I guess. The cars themselves, those type of muscle cars, mm-hmm. are, they're very influential for high schoolers in that time period that the movie takes place. Yeah. You watch something like American Graffiti or Christine, and you see how important cars were, which I think a lot of other countries don't understand that at all because you can't drive in high school. Yeah. Like you can in America. Yeah. That's, that's valid. The, the American high school experience is very interesting. Well, now everyone has a Subaru. <laughs> but, yeah, I, mean, I, I love muscle cars and sports cars, so. It's just an added bonus to, yeah. to Greece. The funness of it. Definitely. But, yeah, um, I'm trying to think of other things that I really enjoy about the movie. Um the scene where they have a competition. It was like a school competition, I guess. The dance. Yeah, it's a dance off. Um, where there's that's some... a that's a little creepy. That's a little creepy scene. Yeah, there's a lot going on in that scene where you have the host of it that's flirting with an underaged teen girl. I'll say he's more than flirting. They're yeah. touchy touchy. Yeah, there's and... that. There's you know we see like the real conflict between. Danny and um, Sandy because they were at the competition dance together. Yeah. But then Danny's kind of, I guess, ex-girlfriend? Ex-fling. Yeah. You know? I forget her name. I don't know her name, actually. I've seen it a lot, but I keep forgetting her name. Um, But she kind of butts in and takes over the dance because they, they kind of split them up. Yeah, that gets really intense and fast-paced, and yeah. we kind of get as lost as he does because everything's happening so fast, and he ends up switching partners without really noticing. I feel like he does notice, though. I mean, he, he notices, but it's like, he's what's not he really do? thinking about it. It's kind of just what's happening, and he keeps going along with it. Mm. See, that's like part of, like one of the things that I don't like about Danny, is he seems so... <sighs> Like, he doesn't have a backbone. Like, he's just kind of go with the flow. Like, even if even if you, the audience, know it's wrong, even if he knows it's wrong, even if everybody else knows it's wrong, he's not going to stop because it's, he, he doesn't want to, I guess, rock the boat in any way. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't like about him as a character, or him as a person, I guess. 
not character, but person. Like if this was a real life person, but it also is like, yeah, in this, in this movie universe, he's a teenage boy. Like typically teenage boys don't have the forethought to think that maybe this action is going to cause somebody else to get hurt, you know? Yeah. Or to be hurt. Yeah. So I feel like maybe I should cut him some slack. Maybe. At the end, he makes his wrongs right. Mm-hmm. And they're, have... I guess they're happy ever after. I don't know. I, I don't like know where it's... they. I don't know where they went. It feels like they're supposed to get happily ever after because, like, it's the fifties. I think Rizzo and Kaniki kind of at the end they make up. They all get into a happy couple by the end. Yeah. Yeah, and they say that you know he's gonna make an honest woman out of her. So I feel like that implies that he's gonna marry her. Yeah, because they had the pregnancy scare. Yeah. Well, she had the pregnancy scare. But she says it's not his, but I would assume that... That's, I think that's her being tough. Yeah. And not wanting to show emotion. Yeah, like she's scared or anything. I agree. I think she puts up a front in that in that situation. I think we, as we talk about it, I think we're concluding that this is deeper than what we thought. Oh, I've always thought that, like, <laughs> the true story is about Rizzo. <laughs> not really, but, you know, it's... True stories about the song transition. Mm-hmm. And we have the, uh, you're the one that I want. I wish that was the end song, but it's not. Yeah. It feels like it is. Yeah. It, it feels like it's ending because it feels like such an important song. Yeah. But then he plays another one, which I'm, the song's good. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm okay with it. But as a director, I would I would never put that at the end. I'd, you're the one that I want would always be the end song for me. Because it makes the most sense. And it feels like an ending song. Yeah, exactly. It feels more finite than the We Go Together song. And I think, you know, it's stood the test of time. This movie came out in 1978. We're still talking about it in Mm -hmm. 2021. And I'm sure we will continue talking about it for decades to come. We're going to keep watching it. It's no such a feel—it's such a feel-good movie for us. People try to stop us too. Do they? Yes. Your mother doesn't enjoy this. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> true. My mom does not like this movie. Your father does. Yes, my dad loves this movie. Which good for us because we can watch it at his, at his house a lot. Yes, and we—you know—I feel like the only other thing we have we should probably talk about for this is John Travolta's performance. Okay. <laughs> What do you think? I think he plays the role of a high school boy perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't have a problem. I mean, yeah, he looks old, but so does everyone else. So I guess you kind of absorb that out of your brain. And I just feel like it's so funny that he, he's in this movie and that he sings and stuff because I feel like our generation, when they think of John Travolta, they think Pulp Fiction. You know. Like Mostly. just generally. Pulp Fiction was his coming back to Hollywood. He was kind of a joke by then. Yeah. But I don't feel like they, they automatically think of Greece or a couple ones that he did before before Greece, like Carrie and mm-hmm. um oh what's that one called? Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Well, I don't think Carrie's mo- of very much importance to his career. No, but it's still like that's those all came out around the same 
section of years, like the same yeah. four or five year span. Yeah, I think his biggest movie is Pulp Fiction now. You can't... Pulp Fiction is also a more acclaimed movie overall. So it's either that or The Fanatic. But he does, you know, surprisingly <laughs> well, like, singing-wise, than I would think someone that's in a Tarantino movie would do. Yeah. You know? And You've seen Hairspray. How does he do in Hairspray? I don't even know how to describe how he does in Hairspray. That's like, should be a whole nother episode. Because Maybe. I don't see it, but... It's so iconic because John Travolta and Christopher Walken mm-hmm. play a married couple. Yeah. So, you know... Both in Pulp Fiction. Both, yeah, both in Pulp Fiction. So it's kind of like a reunion, <laughs> but in musical style. But anyway... What did you rate this movie? In my heart, it's the perfect movie. Mm -hmm. But in my Letterboxd account, it's an 8. So, that's... 8 is good. It's a high number. I gave it a 9. I know. (laughs) That's... It surprised me that you gave it a 9. Yeah, because it's so fun. And I love music. It is. And, you know... I don't. I didn't think I would like it as much because you know I, I did have, kind of a, bias against it. I think a lot of people do. It. I think a lot of people think it's that, not very good musical mm-hmm. that we laugh at. But sit down and actually watch it, and it's more than that. Yeah, it's actually entertaining. It's fun, and everybody gives a good performance. There's great songs. You can't beat the songs. Yeah, it's the, it's the best musical just by the songs. If you're going by the story or by the production, you can plan it other musicals, but the songs, this is it for me. Yeah. But that's all we have for this episode. So don't forget to follow us on all the platforms that you can or want to and like and comment and let us know if you want an episode on Airspray. And we'll see you next time.